Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we are going to take a look at Micron's Technologies earnings for quarter four. It dropped about 11% this past Friday, and we're going to get to see why. So like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear ready to keep track to see how the company is doing. So let's begin. Like always, all the information that I've taken comes from MU's investors' website, and I also use Seeking Alpha to get some articles and the transcripts of the earnings call. Normally, I take a look at the 10K report and the 10Q report, but unfortunately, they have yet to post it on the SEC website, so I was unable to do that. So I'll follow up with another episode where I take a look at those at the information provided in those reports. Just before we begin, I just want to show you all the overall performance of MU. Uh, the most important ones are um, year to date, MU is up 36%. But if we take a look at the past year, it's down 4.5%. So, some of the major reasons for the past declines are demand for memory would be much lower these past few months um, because the customers had too much inventory. So, they had too much inventory. So, they were slowing down on purchasing. And that's one of the things we saw. We saw revenue slowing down. And that took a huge hit. Revenue, I think, year to year is down about 40%. And that's that's one of the major reasons it is down at this moment. Also, we saw the average sell price decrease. Where now the stock is sitting at somewhere around $43, where it hit a high as $52, $52 uh, about like a week or two weeks ago. So let's start off the bat. The first thing we're going to take a look at is revenue. The revenue, right, we have a quarter four Earnings per share of 0.56 cents, and it was a beat by eight cents. Uh, so that's that's good. We have earnings per shares that were beat. Revenue was also a surprise. They had a revenue of 4.87 billion dollars, and it beat by 310 million dollars. But we can see right year to year, revenue is down 42.3 percent. So that's definitely a scary thing, and one of the major reasons we see the huge decline on MU. But right um, right now, we're just taking the revenue. And revenue beats estimate and earnings per share also beat estimate. So right off the bat, we're going to give a point to Bull Solo. The next thing we're going to take a look at is comparable sales. And here in comparable sales, I just want to see how sales have done this quarter compared to the same time last quarter. MU has two major products for those that don't know. They have the DRAM and they have the NAND. So the DRAM, right, we have bid shipments are up quarter to quarter and year to year. That's definitely a good thing. But the major downfall is ASP, which is the average sales price, is down both for year to year and quarter to quarter. Revenue is down 48% compared to the same time last year, same quarter. So that's, that's pretty scary, right? NAND is actually pretty similar to DRAM. They have very similar ASP down. Their bid shipment is up. But revenue is down 32% compared to the same time last year. So for those reasons, right right now, I'm just taking a look at comparable sales. Comparable sales, revenue is down. And we're going to have to give a point to Darth Bear on this one. So right now, we're tied one-to-one. All right, guys. So now a few things I'm going to have to mention that they're going to do a few um, changes to future values. The first thing is NAND products are going to change their depreciable life from five years to seven years beginning of this quarter one coming up. Um, just a quick reminder, right, this for DRAM, this is already the case for DRAM. It's already a seven-year lifetime. 
So they were doing some some assessment and they decided that five years was too short. So they're increasing it to seven years. The other thing they're doing is they're going to expect how they change the report of MCP revenue. So MCP revenue right now is currently included in only DRAM. Um, but this uh, MCP is actually affects both DRAM and NAN. So they're going to... They're gonna just pull it pull it out of DRAM and distribute it properly. Unfortunately, MCP do, does have weaker revenue and margins. So by adding it to NAND, we're gonna see a lower revenue and margins for quarter one in NAND. But since we're removing some of that negativity from DRAM, we're gonna improve. We're gonna see improvements in in the revenue and margins on DRAM. They, 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 the reason they do this is because they want to be transparent on how their products are really doing. And I think this is actually a, a smart step for them. But this is something they should have actually done a few um, long time ago. So some things to know, right? This is pretty important. Uh, if you guys remember at the beginning of the slideshow, I mentioned that the major reasons that this company has gone down, the stock price have gone down so much, is because there was a slowdown in customers' purchase. Uh, it does seem like that turnaround is turning back around where customers are now are now are now rebuying and everything is looking at normal trend. So one of the major things here is days of inventory was 131 days for this quarter compared to 143 days in the previous quarter. So what does that mean? Right. We see a um, inventory go down by 12 days. So that means inventory is moving out of the company at a faster pace. And 12 days is actually a pretty good improvement for a quarter to quarter if we're just looking at quarter three compared to quarter four. Inventory ended the quarter at $5.1 billion, increasing from $4.9 billion at the end of quarter three. So while reading the transcript, while reading the transcript, this is one of my favorite things. I love reading the transcripts because at the end, there's always the questions that other banks or other big firms ask the top dogs. And one of the questions that they asked, I'm just going to paraphrase it, is, is this, they, they noticed that the inventory has shifted and they were asking, is this something that is going to happen? Was this a one-time thing or is the company truly seeing customers buy back? And the CEO actually responded and he said, now it seems that customers have worked down their inventory to normal levels and the demand is coming back to producers. And as a result, you saw in calendar, in physical quarter four, a strong growth in DRAM and as well as NAND. So they do believe that the demand is back. They believe that in DRAM, there's still some excessive supplies with the producers, but the inventory is moving fast. They actually believe that inventory has been improving faster than anticipated. So that's pretty good. And they think in 2020 will be a much healthier place or inventory compared to 2019. So these are some things to know. I'm not going to give a point to Bull Solar or Darth Bear for this because I don't, at the moment, I think these are just things to know as an investor. So next, we're going to take a look at shareholder returns. This company has a $10 billion share repurchase program. And right now they have returned $2.7 billion to shareholders by buying back shares. They've actually reduced the average share count by 80 million in 2019 alone, which represents about 7% of total shares outstanding. They also want to return at least 50% of the annual free cash flow to shareholders in the form of share repurchase in the future. So right, there, we're definitely seeing a strong shareholder return. And for that reason, I'm actually going to have to give another point to Bull Solon here. 
But one thing I definitely am not a fan of is seeing that this company wants to give 50% of their cash flow to shareholders. I personally, as an investor, I like to see a company actually using their cash flow to better themselves and to improve the um, to improve the overall company so they can make more money. But by them giving 50% of the free cash flow, to me, that tells me one thing, that this company does not know what to do with the money right now. So they're just giving it back to their shareholders. And that's usually a big, big red flag for me. It's telling me that this company is definitely does not know where it has to grow or it doesn't need the money to grow right now. And a company should always be investing in itself. So that's something that gives me a red flags. But obviously, there is a really good positive shareholder return. So that's why Bull Solo got that point. Next, we're going to take a look at the company's total debt and just a quick look at where the cash is. The total cash ended the quarter at $9.2 billion. That's a huge amount of cash for this company. It's up quarter over quarter. And the main reason is they took a $1.75 billion loan this quarter so we can see we're going to take a look at it in the 10q report we're going to see that this company took a we're going to see the liability increase by about 1.75 billion dollars due to this new debt so total debt has increased to 5.9 billion dollars but when their total liquid liquidity ended for quarter four at 13 billion dollars that 5.9 billion dollar of debt does not seem like nothing it's over a 2.2 to 1 ratio of liquidity to debt and i'm pretty sure their assets are worth a lot higher than that 13 billion dollars that's definitely definitely to me that's healthy debt that this company has they're currently holding 1.4 billion dollars of this liquidity for acquisition of the imft joint venture and they expect it to be done in quarter one of 2020. this acquisition will eliminate approximately 700 million of member debt financing and will be funded by this $1.75 billion that they took out. It's actually going to be um, $1.25 billion from the term loan facility that was secured this past quarter, which was that $1.75 billion. All right, we can see this company has strong, uh, has, I believe, a healthy debt, right? $5.9 billion to a $13 billion total equity. It is definitely a healthy, healthy amount of debt. So for that reason, Bull Solo gets another point here. All right, so next we're going to take a look at the outlook of the company based on, on what the company is expected of their guidance. So they expect revenue for quarter one to have $5.5 billion plus or minus $200 billion. So let's compare that at the same time last year. At the same time last year was $7.9 billion. So that's a huge decrease, almost $3 billion less than the same time last year. Operating expenses of $818 million are expected compared to operating expense of $856 million same time last year. So look, it seems to them they're losing about $3 billion in revenue, but their operating expenses are going to be pretty much flatline, which I think is, is definitely a scary thing to see. Gross margins, this are, they're expected to have 25.5% of gross margins, while gross margins this past year was 58.3%. So we can see this is definitely a huge decrease in everything. One thing I didn't get to see here is net income, which I thought was pretty weird, right? Net income or profit margins, um, which is something that they already have earnings per share. So we can actually um, work that backwards. Net income last year was $3.29 billion with the 41% profit margins. 
that's actually very strong profit margins for a tech company. For usually companies like this, I tend to see around somewhere between 30, 20 to 30%. So 41% was definitely pretty strong. For their guidance, they gave us an estimated earnings per share of 42 cents. After taking a look at their slideshow, they said that this is based on a 1.13 billion diluted shares. So we're actually able to calculate what they believe their net income would be. Their net income expected to be is about $0.475 billion. Account that to the $5 billion of, of revenue that they expected to make. That makes this less than a 10% profit margins. This less than 10% profit margins, same time last year, was over 40%, was 41%. So that's definitely one of the scary things. And I really believe this is the main reason this company was down 11% on Friday. This this huge, right? How do you go from 41% profit margins to less than 10% in less than a year? So for obviously for that reason, we're going to have to give a point to Darth Bear for this one and, and gladly so. All right, so next we're going to take a look on outlooks based on analysts. The first thing we're going to take a look at is the annual earnings per share estimates. For August 2020, they are estimating $2.51. For August 2021, they are estimating $5.38. So that's over a 100% increase in over a year. So we can see year to year, this is definitely a growing company. Hopefully that profit margin also increases, unlike we saw the last slide. Next, we're going to take a look at revenue. So revenue here is expected for this year to be $20.8 billion. Same time, next year, August 2021, is expected $25.1 billion. So right, that's one thing we're here, and we're going to see, we see that profit margin itself is increasing right there. Um, because revenue estimate is expected to increase by only $5 billion, but we can see earnings per share it's almost doubling from $2 to $0.51 to $5 to $0.38. So that definitely shows us that profit margins are going to be increasing dramatically in the past few years and in, in the next few years. And one of that thing is that forward P.E. ratio of $8.02 of makes this company look very nice at the moment. This is definitely a pretty cheap stock if we take a look at that forward P.E. ratio based on forward earnings per share and forward revenue estimate. Unfortunately, I can't value the company at the moment because I'm still waiting for that 10Q report and that 10K report to take a look at some more of their numbers. But if um, at the moment, everything is looking pretty good for MU. So I'm hoping to build up this into my portfolio. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you guys like the earnings that MU reported this past, this past quarter. Let me know what you guys didn't like and let me know what company you guys want me to take a look at next. So have a good night. Take care guys and see you next time.